When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what's up, football fans? Welcome back. It's time for the final NFL playoff preview. I can't believe this. It's myself, Jeff Hartman, joined by Wesley Coleman. What's up, Wesley? We're getting ready for the Super Bowl, man. We are. Um, yeah, it's a few days away now. Pretty incredible that we're here, and uh, I think probably probably got the right teams uh, eventually kind of playing in it. You got any big plans? You go to any parties? You just stick at home? What do you, what's your deal? Yeah, I got. I got. I'll be at home. I want to listen to the commercials. Um, I'll care about that as well. I, listen, if there's a Deadpool three trailer, I want to see it, and okay. uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited about that. So um, I'm hoping for a big rebound on commercials because I feel like in the last few years it's kind of fell off. Like I feel like Super yeah. Bowl commercials and Saturday Night Live like aren't good anymore. No, let's, they're uh, not. Let's they're see not. if we can rebound with some good Super Bowl commercials. Do you? I mean, you're old enough. You're about my age, probably a little older. I've, do you remember the beer commercials were just hysterical? Like when Bud Light and Miller Light were feuding back and forth, and yes. Budweiser. Like, it was great. Like it didn't make me want to drink the beer, but it was funny to watch. It was great. No, that was it was so much fun. So I'd be uh, bring those freaking things back is what I'm saying. And uh, my kids just want to see the Despicable Me Four trailer and the uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda Four. They're super pumped for this. So. You're looking at Deadpool and I'm looking at animated films. Nonetheless, we're here to talk about the Super Bowl people and uh, the Super Bowl 58 is going to kick off. And I first want to ask you what you think about this spread. I've asked everybody this. The spread started out as I saw opening line, San Fran minus two and a half. Then it shifts and it's only one. I never saw it at Pickham. Now it's gone back up to San Fran minus two. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I saw it at one and a half. I didn't know it'd gone back up to all the way to two. Um, I'm gonna guess that there's gonna be a lot of movement at the very, very last, like the last twelve hours or so. Um, yeah. I'm guessing that anybody who um, can get Kansas City and then get a couple points, the Kansas City money is gonna come in pretty late. Um, I'd see this probably getting back to one. Um, getting pretty close. If you're taking the Chiefs, yeah, put that money down now when you're getting two yeah. points. That's right. I was oh, I was being the 49er money. Yeah. So I think that this has got to be, you got to be nervous about this, but yeah. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Like that it's, it's, it's a close game. It's supposed to be a pick them. It's kind of weird to see with the route that the two teams took to get here through the playoffs. Um, I, I don't know that I would assume this was going to be the Kansas city getting points um, uh, with yeah. the way their defense has played the last uh, couple of months and the way that, uh, you can make a case that against the Packers um, and against the Lions, that the, the 49ers looked like they were going to lose both of those games for, for a significant part of the game. At least it was going to be close. And I don't know if we were ever too really worried um, about the Chiefs, um, especially with, even if it was a one-score game with the Ravens. They kind of were in control of that game. Um, so I don't know. The the one part about this whole line is not the spread. The spread is it's pretty close. It's going to be a close game, I yeah, think. Yeah. For me, is like, the the total is 47 and a half. 
That's high, in my Super opinion. Super high. It's and it's it's high just for one reason because of the Chiefs. <laughs> the Chiefs don't give up points, and they're not really scoring too many. No, points. No, they're not. And it's 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 tough to see. I mean that that getting that high, like just just because of what the Chiefs are gonna do. Yeah, and I think back to okay, so I go back to the AFC Championship game. You bring up the Chiefs, and you're 100 correct. And I remember the first quarter, we're thinking, man, this is gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a shootout. Final score seventeen to ten. There was three <laughs> points in the entire second half, and they were scored by the Ravens. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. This is just weird. And let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about first. I want to ask you: Is there a team that you think benefits most from the extra week off? Well, the honestly both in this situation um the chiefs are dealing with some some injuries and they're the, actually the only ones listed losing some players um i think joe tooney needs to play um to help the the, yeah. the chiefs offensive line um having said that the 49ers have been beat up all year and we've kind of talked about that the christian mccaffrey and debo samuel have both just been beat to bits both missed games and I've talked about it for the entire playoffs that if either one of those players is missing, it greatly handicaps the 49ers and what they can do. Um, if either one of those players is missing, Brandon, Brandon, Ayuk disappears yeah. and Brock Purdy goes back to league average quarterback when they're both playing Brock Purdy can be a MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think both of them need the, that, um, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I think it helps the 49ers the most right now. Um, also calms Brock Purdy's uh, um, nerves and gets him kind of in this whole... I think Patrick Mahomes would have loved to have played the next day after the last game yeah. um, and put the 49ers in any kind of handicap position whatsoever. Yeah, health aside, I spoke about this on the NFL Whip Round with Coach Kevin Smith, and it, it really, to me, and he agreed with me, it comes down to... Kyle Shanahan's offense versus Spagnola's defense. And they get an extra week to prep. And this is like the, the chess match of all chess matches here. Spagnola has a great defense in Kansas City, even though we've been screaming from the mountaintops all year. Like this group is really good. They're just not getting the credit they deserve. But then there's this, this offense that boy, does he know how to scheme guys open? And when they're all healthy, when they're all healthy, that is a top-notch offensive unit. This is going to be one that maybe I just think it's going to be so much fun to watch. If you're a football fan, who do you think this favors though? The extra week for Shanahan's offense or Spagnuolo's defense? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say that it helps the defense um, purely because of what Spags has done or what this Kansas city defense has done. I think the last nine games is like one of the greatest nine run game, nine game runs yeah. that we've seen. Like they're talking about in, in decades, um, of what this team has done um, and the, the points that they're allowing and the yards that they're allowing is insane. And don't get me wrong, this it's hard to go back on this 49ers offense and find them have a bad game over the last 10 games, except for the Ravens, which just dominated them in the, the big matchup. Yeah. Um, but I really think this defense, if we're comparing the defense versus the offense, the defense is the more dominant, like historical defense with what they're doing and not getting talked about because Patrick Mahomes is being historical on the other end of the field or the other end of the side of the ball. So um, I'm going to say that it helps the defense the most. Um, the offense isn't going to change. 
the right. defense is going to see more and more motion and more and more plays. And we've seen in Super Bowls that it comes down to just enough video and tape watching to where a cornerback goes, oh, that guy just tw- flipped that way. Here's this route. And when I jump this route, I've got a touchdown going the other way. It's just enough. It's very rare in the NFL. Do you have two straight weeks of watching tape and preparing for something? But we've seen Super Bowls. Tracy Porter did it for the Saints of watching a famous Peyton Manning play over and over and over again. And he's talked about that he knew as soon as Reggie Wayne went in motion, oh, my God, I'm fixing to intercept this ball. And he took it down for a touchdown that won the Super Bowl. So uh, I think in the defense and what Spagnuolo is doing, it gives them a little bit of a leg up if you can have one against Shanahan. Let's talk in tandem. What are your thoughts? My thoughts on that? I've always leaned on the defense there. I, yeah. I always have because I think on offense, yeah, you get an extra week, but how much can you really change in a week? Even if you have upper echelon talent across the board, you might put in a couple wrinkles. Uh, I know Coach Smith, he talked about how Kansas City in the playoffs last year, they always ran this motion and they ran the motion right before the ball was snapped. And then in the Super Bowl, they stopped at the tackle and then. They, the they basically they, they cut back up. out, and it was a big play. That's a wrinkle. That's not changing an entire right. scheme. The defense can start to really get chaotic in terms of how they want to cause chaos, how they want to establish pressure on the quarterback, and it's a young quarterback. And so when Spagnolo he give him an extra week, he might be able to dial up some stuff. We'll see. So I, I'm going to lean on the defense there, but I want to talk about intangibles here, the things that might impact the game that we don't necessarily see. And what do you think could just impact this game? Clearly, we're talking neutral site game. I do think there's going to be a lot of 49ers fans. I don't know how in the hell anyone's affording to play in this, to go to this game. I think I saw tickets that were down in the lower bowl for like $50,000, like some That's absurd ridiculous. amount of money. Um, but nonetheless, it's it, it it's a Super Bowl. There's never really a, a fan base that seems to dominate one over the other. So it's a neutral site game. That would be one of those. Is there anything that you can think of that might impact this game that maybe isn't being talked about a lot. Well, so I don't know if it's not being talked about anymore right now, but uh, Jawan Taylor is the most penalized player in the NFL this year. Yeah. And it was talked about a whole lot really early in the year. And it was good to talk about because the chiefs were struggling and there was, he maybe cost them a game. Um, But this is a guy on a big four year, $80 million deal who is, has not been great. Um, and in the playoffs hasn't been great. And I think it's easy to say that Bosa is a difference maker, but he's lined up against Jawan Taylor. Yeah. And so I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I think that that could be a, a, a big one there. And then on the other side with the 49ers, Brock Purdy hasn't played in a Super Bowl. Um, and this is a guy that's basically got, you know, 23, 24 good starts or whatever in his, in his career. Um, I, this this we've heard from lots of players that once you get in this whole week of media and the workouts are different and all that kind of stuff that, that it can get in your head. And so uh, we'll see we'll see both of those on each for each um, team. Yeah. You took mine there. I was going to go Sorry. with pressure. It was going to go with pressure. And you think about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all these, all their coaches, they've been there, done that. And when you saw the AFC championship game, you saw an experienced team baiting an inexperienced team like the Baltimore Ravens into stupid penalties, into playing out of context, not playing the way they usually do. Now, the 49ers have experience. I don't want to pretend like they don't. They, they were in the NFC Championship game last year. It's just that one position. 
the quarterback? Like, can he overcome maybe a slow start? Can he overcome an early turnover if he does happen to turn it over? And there's a chance that he does. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know that Brock Purdy has a, a lot to prove to the national media that have been bashing this guy saying system quarterback, things like that. He hears it. You know, he hears it. And now the 49ers already talk about pressure. They're complaining about the practice field at UNLV not being as good. Like, th- to me, that's adding pressure to what you would hope to be a really, Hey, let's just keep it as normal as we can. Let's get our work in. Let's stay focused. No, now we're, we're blowing things up with the practice field and stuff. I don't know. That's going to be a huge facet of this game. You'll never see it on Brock Purdy's face. He seems like he's pretty cool, calm, and collect. But inside, he could be a freaking ball of nerves, and that could be a big difference. If we're just talking about pressure and and trying to manufacture pressure on the Chiefs side, um, there's a lot of rumors that this is Andy Reid's last game. And there's there's a lot of less rumors, but there's still rumors that Travis Kelsey is going to retire with his brother, Jason Kelsey. Mm. would if that's more known or felt in the locker room and not being obviously confirmed does that put pressure on the other players to let those guys leave with super bowl victories um versus uh man this would be the, the terrible way to go out that's a good question and then that's that i've heard those same rumors as well and I, i'm sure that if it doesn't happen i'll go back to 2004 the Steelers were 15 and one Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year. They lose to the Patriots in the AFC championship game. Jerome Bettis is supposed to retire. Heinz Ward's crying in an interview after, after the game, the day after like locker cleanout day balling. Jerome didn't win it. Oh my gosh. We were going to win. They talked him back into one more year. They went into five. I could see that type of situation happening, at least for Kelsey, if not for Reed as well. But at the same time, there might be a little added pressure. I don't think it would be close though to the pressure of Brock Purdy. Cause I think that stuff that's intangible stuff that wears off. Once the game starts, you're not thinking about Travis Kelsey, maybe retiring or Andy Reed with Brock Purdy. He's probably thinking, okay, this isn't just a regular game. Like this is the freaking super bowl. That's a different ball of wax, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, this is, this is a uh, millions and millions of dollars for Brock Purdy. Who's on a, a, f- a terrible four-year deal with $750,000 guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's kids making NIL deals three <laughs> times that. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say t- Taylor Swift. I mean, she's hopping on a plane and driving and flying straight there. I mean, hey. Man, and I tell you what, with her cleaning up at the Grammys and Travis Kelsey has put down the gauntlet that he now has to bring uh, hardware home. <laughs> uh he's he's gonna have to follow through like he may be needing to get super bowl mvp um yeah. consideration in order to uh to, to actually compete with her now well if he has a stat line like he had in the afc championship game 11 catches to. on 11 targets over 100 yards and a touchdown it'd be tough not to give him the uh, mvp so i do want to ask you so uh, so who does the nfl want to win this game i honestly don't think they care okay uh, because the Chiefs are there. So meaning the Swifties are watching. So they have that the ratings boost already. Uh, the 49ers have a huge fan base and they could win their sixth Super Bowl. That's a win for them as well. And the Chiefs fan base has obviously grown over their recent success. So I don't think they care. I really don't. You? Well, so. I had somebody uh, recorded a show earlier this week where somebody um, said that they thought that the NFL wanted the Chiefs to win. Um, 
And I counterpointed with kind of what you were alluding to that, well, if the Chiefs lose, then maybe it makes Travis Kelsey come back another year instead of retiring. <laughs> so we get to do this Taylor Swift is at every game because they, if the Chiefs win and Travis Kelsey retires, do we lose the Taylor Swift fans forever? I don't know. It's I'm gone. sure they'll keep some. I'm sure they'll keep some. If you would have said in the AFC Championship game, who does the NFL yeah, want to yeah. win? Oh, it's the Chiefs. They it want the Chiefs, Chiefs for to sure, win. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, let's let's talk about more down to brass tacks here about the game in, in and of itself. And we talked about the spread. We talked about the total being 47 and a half points, which we both thought was high. But I just, I don't want to, we'll, we'll get to our prediction here in a second, but how do you see this game even played? Uh, it's really difficult for me to do this in a Super Bowl, any Super Bowl, based on the fact that it always seems to be slow to start. Teams are kind of getting a feel for each other. I can't think of the last time a Super Bowl started fast where teams were moving the ball up and down the field. So maybe it was Atlanta, New England, when they went out to a 28-3 lead. We all know how that ended. But still, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, so... I think that both teams could sense getting into being a slow defensive, low scoring game. And I think that neither one of these coaches, head coaches wants that. I think that both of these head coaches, I could see somebody um, going for a trick play early, um, going for some sort of uh, um, kind of rocking the boat and uh, trying to get an offensive advantage because this should be a low scoring game um, with the way that they're both playing. So, and these are both um, so defensive teams with offensive, crazy offensive players and fun offenses. These are both looked at as offensive teams. If you're just like on the surface, but, but I don't think either one of them, I think their defenses is what's going to carry them. So um, I think that the, both coaches, Andy Reed and Shanahan could be looking for, an offensive advantage or offensive surprise um, in this game and, and realize that that could be the difference. And if you get it uh, over early and you get a two score lead early, it could be enough. I mean, it's what the, it's what the chiefs said to the Ravens. Yeah, the chiefs got right. up 17, seven and that was, that's the game. It was over yep. ball game. Let's, let's do this. Let's break this down this way. Okay. We'll kind of do it rapid fire. So I'm going to say like, okay, offense, who do you, if you had to pick one or the other, Chiefs or 49ers, who are you picking? So let's start with let's start there. Offense. Who do you like in this matchup? Chiefs 49ers. It's it's Patrick Mahomes, man. Like I think that the if you sit here and how many weapons, it's the 49ers. But but it's that one big weapon. It's Patrick Mahomes and what he brings, the the, the intangibles are just he's made, he's got them here. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And uh it's it just gonna come down to him making a play at some point. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm right there with you. I think it's the Chiefs. Let's go defense now, though. Kansas City or San Francisco? Again, it's it. it I think 49ers have the best players. A couple of players that I think are maybe the three best defensive players in the game play for the 49ers. The Chiefs are one of the best defenses in. I mean, that we've ever seen in the last couple of months, and so. I think as and their and their coach is just killing it. I, I'm gonna give the Chiefs the advantage there. 
Got to give it to the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs top to bottom. I like their, you know, the front seven for San Francisco is really good, but really their good. secondary to me is kind of skeptical. So I like the Chiefs secondary better. I do want to give some props to the San Fran D. I think they're better than we all might give them credit for. But let's go to special teams now. Big part of the game. Uh, who do you lean on? I mean, I, I, it's it's Harrison Bucker is yeah. the the is the biggest difference maker in this game um by far on special teams and jake moody just has not been um reliable um right. at all he's 84 percent um throughout the season um and this this i think this is going to be a close game and harrison bucker i think he's missed two kicks the entire year right something like that something, yeah he's I mean, very he's, consistent he's he's, he's he's crazy good and and here inside the the allegiant in vegas he's going to kick whatever he wants under 60 yards yeah and I think it's what Jake Moody is the the, the alternative there for San Francisco. Yeah. He's he's had his issues, so I got to lean on, yeah, Butker and the Chiefs there. Last one, I think this is maybe the closest thing to a toss up is coaches. Yeah, um, I am gonna um, man. So um, I'm gonna give this one barely to the 49ers just on um, the fact that they have an incredible. Um, super talented young quarterbacks coach named Clint Kubiak. Oh, who just God. got hired by the Saints. You, you couldn't go through a whole freaking show <laughs> no, without bringing up stupid this, Saints. This right? guy's an up and comer. <laughs> He's going to revolutionize the game, and he may do it right here in the Super Bowl, where he puts his stamp on the Clint Kubiak special. Um, and this one's a close one, but the the 49ers and this their overall offensive scheme and what it does is is honestly unmatched. Um, what Shanahan has put out in the, the coaching tree that he's developing is crazy. So um, I'll give it to him just barely over Spags. So for me, I'm going to give it to Andy Reid for one reason. Andy Reid's proven that he will be aggressive. And for me in a big game, I'd rather have a coach that's aggressive. And Kyle Shanahan has been known to clam up in big games and get uber conservative. I'm going to take the aggressive coach. I'll go with Andy Reid. So for me, who's Jeff picking? You just heard it. I just said everything Chiefs. So I'm definitely taking the Chiefs. Here's my score. I've got the Chiefs winning this game. I think it's going to be higher scoring than we think, even though we said I can't believe the over-under. Sometimes these games do loosen up, and sometimes people take gambles and they don't pay off. I've got the Chiefs winning 27-24. Take the over. Take the Chiefs getting points. I like Kansas City to win. What's, you, what's your score prediction, Wes? You said 27-24? Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm a, a twenty five to twenty. Twenty five. How do the they Chiefs, get to twenty? I, I think the Chiefs are going to kick six field goals and score a touchdown. I really th I really think it's going to be the difference. I think they're just going to get close, and they're like, I don't care, kick it. And I think I think they're going to end up. Um, that's kind okay. Of, that's that's, hey, that's fine. This is one. Of, it's one of those weird numbers where you're like, oh, twenty five. Like, how do they get to twenty five? <laughs> so no, oh, it's a big dog. The dog likes it. <laughs> All right, so hey, there you have it. Uh, we will definitely be back uh, to talk about the game in, in and of itself afterwards. We'll do a show next week kind of recapping the Super Bowl, giving our thoughts and stuff like that. But Wesley, let everyone know where they can find your Saints coverage. Yeah, you can find me um, at the Dome Patrol podcast. You can find us on Twitter at, at Dome Patrol PCAST 
or my personal Twitter is at hoodatwesley13. Um, and uh, Jeff, we got to go back and still cover the Pro Bowl, so we can no. let that go for no, no flag football. <laughs> Jeff, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find my coverage of the Pittsburgh Steelers on the Steel Curtain Network. Anywhere you get your podcast search, Steelers or Steel Curtain Network, you can find me on Twitter at jhartman, H A R T M A N underscore P I T. Wesley, thank you for your time, man. We will talk next week. Take it easy. Thank you.